Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. <laughs> um, I've got to be Andy today, have I? I guess hey guys, so. how's it going? Um, let us know if we're live, give us a like, a thumbs up. Um, yeah, this feels weird being in control. Yeah. Like the responsibility is too much. A... Um, yeah, so let us know if we're coming through loud and clear. Obviously, I've lost Andy today, but I've improved upon that by bringing Fee into the fold. We're live. Um, ah, there we are. We're live. And you can hear us okay. We're live okay. The microphone works. Um, it's I'm... unusual not to have any tech issues. It is unusual, especially for me. <laughs> More than once I've had to abort and come. Do you remember that one time when I got really stressed when you were in the uh, you were there? And a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, all good, awesome. So hey, Mona, Davy Cliff, Tamrin, Shona, Heather, mm-hmm. Evertrek, Marky <laughs> V, Tina Barrett, awesome. So yeah, welcome everyone to today's Tuesday tune in. Uh, what is it? A pa- pa- palindrome day? It's a palindromic date. Yeah. Palindromic date because it's two two o two two o two two. Yeah. And so then it I reads the same backwards as forwards. Yeah. And then I think if you wait till 22 minutes past 2 a.m. Wow. To rewatch this, you'll be watching it at 2202 Oh, that's too much. Yeah, that's too many twos. <laughs> um, but yeah, awesome. Welcome, guys. And uh, Andy, um, as I'm sure we're all used to from time to time now, likes to go on holiday. So he's over in Tenerife, I think, enjoying some mm-hmm. sun with his family. Um, but like I said, I've approved upon Andy now by bringing... Be. <laughs> see we flipped the camera if i hadn't have done that i'd be pointing i know it was, the other it way. was confusing but we're there now yeah and um yeah the reason why we brought fee on today not just to replace andy but very important reason so fee has booked her first ever high altitude trip trek. first ever trek trip first ever trek trek trip and first time to high altitude yeah absolutely first time at altitude yeah and first time going through all the kit buying mm-hmm. we had a big conversation about pants a lot of conversation about knickers about yeah. knickers yeah and so what we thought we'd do a trip on today is well how did we come to the conclusion where is she going why is she why did she choose there mm-hmm. um what's she looking forward to what's she apprehensive about and potentially where is she going to go next um and also <laughs> got a little bit of an announcement but i'm going to save that i think um, Save that a little bit later. Yeah, I think we'll talk about your trip. Yeah. Then do the announcement bit. Then the questions. And then we'll do the questions. And then we'll call it a day, shall we? Yeah, then we'll have some yeah. lunch. <laughs> awesome. Then we'll have lunch. So, yeah, awesome. Um, again, part-timer. Shona, you're dead right. You now know that it. now that the travel restrictions are out of the way, yeah, expect to see not very much of Andy. No, no. <laughs> I, uh, He's got two years to pack in. Two yeah. years worth of traveling to pack into this next year. So. Yeah. Also an ambigram, as it's the same red upside down. Ooh, that's good info. I like that, Heather. Depends on your handwriting. That's true. My twos look different if they're upside down. Mm. I like that, though. Sorry, Heather. I don't pick it on her, I? I should have said <laughs> that's fine. Um, ah, here we go, Mick. He's already in there with the cues. In, in when it comes questions. to tipping the local guys, is it best to tip in the local currency? answer it now i'll save it i'll save, save it for that. later save that. um yeah and we've got rosie on the phones today as well um so she's going to be collating all of these questions and we'll be going through them um but yeah let's kick it off then so fee your first high altitude adventure mm-hmm. you excited? yeah i am excited i'm really excited it's really nice to um be thinking about traveling again 
And yeah, because I joined Evertrek during the pandemic, um, ha haven't been able to travel until this point. So yeah, super excited. Little bit apprehensive, I'll be honest. A little yeah. bit nervous about it. What are you scared of? Um, scared about the altitude. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just feeling unwell. And uh, yeah, just because because you can't prepare yourself for that altitude yeah. sickness. Just a bit concerned in case I get hit with anything. But yeah, hey ho. I'm trusting in the guides. What, what are you looking forward to? First of all, we should say where you're going. Yeah. So what have you decided on? Now you could go anywhere. Every yeah, single one of the trips, trek, any, any trip trek on our is roster. Open to me. So Aconcagua, I believe you've chosen. No. Not Aconcagua. <laughs> so Mera. We've not we've not started quite at that height. No. Oh, bring so Elbrus. Bring it down. Would not be a good idea to book Elbrus right now, would it? Hennevan. <laughs> Valid point, actually. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's political. Yeah, that is a little bit political. Yeah, so yeah. We're on the uh, cusp of World War III. So higher than Penavan. Higher than Penavan. Lesser than Aconcagua. Yes. Where is it? So uh, I have booked to go to Machu Picchu. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And out of, so out of the whole roster, mm -hmm. why Machu Picchu? Um, I think it appealed to me in terms of, so I like the idea of the the kind of historical significance and the culture and the fact that it's not a, a straight up and down mountain you're trekking yeah. through um you know through the scenery and getting to know a, a, a bit about peru and a bit about the local culture and stuff that really appeals to me um more than perhaps just a straight up and down a mountain yeah. trek um which we don't do many treks that are just straight up and down a mountain there's normally something a little bit interesting yeah. or a little bit a little bit fun about them but um yeah i think it appealed to me in that in that way um also i don't like the cold so, <laughs> so um, yeah. a lot of our trips involve cold, which I don't enjoy. So I thought I'd start with a warm trip. I might, you know, I might gear up to a cold trip at some point, yeah. but, but I'm, I'm starting with a warm trip. Um, and the altitude isn't too high. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think on the trek, Machu Picchu itself is, is, um, is about 2,000 something, isn't it? But I think you get up to about 4,000. Yeah. So there is a high pass. And you go up there. and then back down into the valley. Yeah. So you get to around four thousand, four and a half, something like that. I can't remember the exact the exact height. So it's kind of like it's 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 good altitude, but it's not crazy altitude. Yeah. So I'm hoping that will be a good introduction to altitude awesome. for me. It's funny you talking about cold because you really don't like the cold. Yeah, I, like I went cold. camping with you to St David's in July. It was cold. And you had a Dane jacket with you. It was really cold. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what we sh what we're gonna do, which is gonna be really funny one day, we're actually gonna get fee to write down all the reasons why you wouldn't want to go to K2 base camp. <laughs> because as a lot of you know, we have the, the Evertrek app powered by Vamoose that gives you lots of lovely trip information. And B is the one that sits there and puts all of this information into Vamoose. So when you go in there and you see what day you're on or you want to check what's ahead, it gives you a lovely description and a photo. And um, the whole time, B was like, why would you go here? You're sleeping <laughs> on ice. You're sleeping on ice. <laughs> it's far away. The scenery's the it's same. The, it's the sleeping on ice. Yeah. The, the scenery does look stunning, I must admit. Like, it is yeah. It is very impressive. <laughs> That's what I said. The, I said, the pictures are amazing. Th there's nothing there but some of the biggest mountains on Earth. That's all yeah, that's there. that's all that's there. That's Just glaciers see. and big mountains. That's all that's <laughs> there. you sleep on ice. You do. You sleep on ice. Well, I mean, no. Well, yeah. You do. <laughs> you do. I've written the itinerary. You yeah, do. sorry. No, but the, you, you're in a tent. Yeah. On the on ice. ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, actually, Fee, people, uh, uh, Mona's asked where your baseball cap is. I don't think I don't I've know. ever seen you wear a baseball, have a baseball cap. baseball cap. Yeah. 
Um, but I no, could, I could steal Dave's, but he'd get very upset about um, revealing the haircut underneath, wouldn't you? Don't like the haircut. No, no, it's not looking good today. No, no, it's a terrible hair. I'm growing. Well, I was. It, I'm growing the terrible haircut out. To a new. To haircut. a new terrible haircut. <laughs> But this one is, no, that's why I've been wearing a hat almost pretty religiously for a while now. I'm not that vain. I could take Clearly, it off. I could take it off. If you wanted to. Just don't want it. I just, why should yeah, I? Exactly. Beanie hat for fee. Yeah, 100%. A big Tell woolly me, one. We've got any hats you, in the office, actually. There is a baseball cap over there. It's like a... That's one of the ones that's like really wide, isn't it? The Evertrack one. No, no, that, I don't know if that is a really wide one, but it's, it was anyway. a, it was, it was a, it was one that didn't make the cut, I think. Right. It was an Evertrack one that we had made that we decided we weren't going to make Wasn't anymore. good enough. I always hesitate to show them on the live because some people are always like, I want one, and then we'll have to make them. And we really we don't, don't make them. No, we don't make them. But no, yeah, Machu Picchu is amazing. And it kind of ties in nicely because we are sort of talking a lot about South America at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, one of our guys, Stuart, is over there doing the summits of fire he at is. the minute. He's um, sending back some amazing photos. Yeah, he's summited Cotopaxi. Um, I believe he summited um, Kayambe. Um, and I think he's now on his way to Chimborazo. Mm -hmm. So in the next few days, we should be getting an update on that. So that's amazing. Um, Mona says, I've got a number four at the moment. I think I, I'm less than that. I know I nearly took it off then. Did, yeah, I nearly yeah. took it off. Um, but yeah, so what? So you mentioned your obviously what I love about this is because I work with people and we never really get the chance to sort of talk to people who are like right next to me mm -hmm. about what you're afraid of. I mean, we were talking about equipment and fees like, what pants do I need? And I said merino wool. I'm and not then sure you... I said what pants do I need. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, maybe it got maybe it developed into that. I think a customer asked about. Wool that pants. was it yeah and then i said surely i don't need to buy wool pants i can just take my normal pants and yeah. it started a whole conversation about pants yeah and now i'm gonna buy some wool pants M merino wool yeah merino wool merino wool pants and um yeah and it was a little bit yeah icebreaker siren bikinis are great see <laughs> the parachutes will open if i pull these toggles so i've got to be very careful is that what's happened don't pull the toggles in front of you yeah literally she'll shoot up through the air like gone but um yeah no it is important i mean straight into kit as well we were talking about all the stuff mm -hmm. you're gonna need i to need buy. to buy a lot of stuff so i'm starting to make a list yeah have you got hiking boots shopping the last hike i did with you you wore adidas trail Trainers. shoes yeah, yeah. Trail shoes. um i have got hiking boots but i absolutely need new ones so i've got hiking boots from about 20 20 or 15 years ago which I did um, a few challenges in in this country. So I did the Welsh Three Peaks and the Lake District 3000s. Yeah. Um, and they are really old and really, really heavy. Um, I yeah. can't even remember what they are. Um, but yeah, absolutely upgrading those and buying some new ones. What are you going to get? Uh, I don't know. I don't think, know. I, I think you do. <laughs> um, people might have bingo cards. Yeah, so. exactly. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. I, I'm I, I, look, listen, I'm trying to help them along, but. Um, Hand hovering. Yeah. And um, it was funny because I was explaining the difference between why you want to buy merino wool pants. Converse, this conversation has gone to pants, as Paul Dewey has said. It's gone back to pants. Yeah, I've never We've moved away. We were on boots. I'm so about. Back. I'm about three topics of conversation away from pants at any one time. <laughs> um, but I love the merino wool. They are expensive. I buy the icebreaker ones. Anatomica, I think. There's some good deals actually, because somebody was asking. Um, about where you could get sort of more affordable ones. And actually, Decathlon have got some um, Marano wool. Marino wool. I knew it. Damn it. 
It's because you messed my brain up yeah. now, and now it's in there. They're both no. in there, and now it's like 50-50, which one is right? Um, anyway, wool pants in decathlon for yeah. a good price. So I might go. There's a big decathlon store not not far from us. At, um, is there? In, um, in the Tesco's in um, Carverhouse Cross. Oh, nice, nice. In Cardiff. There is a big, big decathlon shop in there, so I might go and have a look and see if they've got some pants in there. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the altitude then, is that something that, like, it is? did it initially – does it put you off going to it like these trips? Do you I think just do, don't, like yeah, have, you, have just, you had have you thought much about diamonds and I other... just don't know how it's gonna hit me. And I think it's that I think I would rather avoid diamonds if I can, based on the fact that I'm a woman of a certain age who pees quite regularly anyway. <laughs> so having drinking, taking on lots of fluids and having yeah. Diamox could pro- prove an issue for me. Someone I saw did mention Shiwi earlier in the um, in the conversation about uh, equipment. So yeah, that might be something I need to look into. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, if it's if it's needed, it's needed, and I will take advice. And you know, I'm yeah. not I'm not one to suffer without um, taking whatever help is on yeah. hand. So if I start to feel ill, if I start to get headaches and things, I'll be telling my guide. And if they say this is what you need to take, then I'm going to yeah. take it. That's awesome as well, because that's one of the questions that people often ask is about altitude and should I or shouldn't I take diamox and how do I mm-hmm. do it? And one of the things that kind of gets overlooked is that these are guided trips. Yeah. And it's not really until perhaps you're on the trip or even come back and reflect just what an absolute linchpin your guide is for the trip. You know, it is he is perhaps the single most important aspect of the trip for you mm-hmm. in everything that you do, because they know where you're going. They know how you're feeling. They know the reason why you're feeling the way you are as well. Yeah. So it's like, I remember the first time I ever went to altitude So my first trip, I went to EBC and you don't know, like never been yeah, to altitude you before. So yeah. you have a headache and you're thinking you have a tendency to be like headache. Okay, great. That's cerebral edema. Um, I, I don't know why I would think that yeah, away. I yeah. might just think I've got a headache but yeah you yeah know, whatever and then it's like a little bit of a cough and you're like awesome great that's tuberculosis, that, that, that tuberculosis. yeah you're like, <laughs> you have it like honestly and that, that was the my first guide Raul um who was in Nepal told me that as soon as people go to altitude everyone starts monitoring their body in the most minute detail mm-hmm. and they associate everything to altitude um yeah so Paul Dewis has said uh coca every time in Peru Okay. Do you know they do that. They chew the coca leaves. Ah. A lot of the, the the locals they have a gourd around their neck. Right. And a lot of their farms are at high altitude, so they pull out the coca leaves and chew them. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, we don't have it. We have a more yeah. we have um That's a more really refined version in Newport. Right. <laughs> where I live, that um, is made from the same the same, same family of plants. Same family of plants. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. what they do, and apparently it really does help with the altitude. I'm not okay. sure the physiologic. Maybe it just makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're right I would there. definitely give that a go. Yeah. Why not? Absolutely. And I have heard there are lots of places in South America that sell the coca leaves. Don't bring yeah. them back with you. You will get into a lot of trouble. Okay. But whilst you're whilst you're there, you can try and chew them and stuff like that. And um, apparently, apparently, it does make a big difference. Another thing as well is um, obviously the importance of like vitamins when you're out there mm-hmm. and there is um so i always take a multivit with me when i go out there anyway yeah largely because your diet one will be different so yeah. all mm-hmm. of the things that you're going to be you normally eat won't actually you eat a lot of vegetables anyway so it might be less of a drop for you right yeah but but, but also there are certain things that they recommend so um and the high altitude center do a uh, something called altivit which right. apparently is a vitamin that helps um, you adjust to oh, the high altitude and stuff like that. Mm, and I, interesting. yeah, I'm, I, 
I'm really uh, interested to know if it really makes much of a difference. Yeah. Um, I think at the very least, there'll be a multi-bit that you can take. Yeah. That'll sort of, you know, give you a little boost and stuff like that. Um, mm. Yeah. So, oh, so loads of stuff about the, the leaves and stuff the like leaves, that. So yeah. Shona used coca leaves at altitude in Bolivia. Um, oh, Bolivia, I'd love to go to Bolivia. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, yeah, Bri Bri as well. The guides are everything. Your sat-nav, your friend, your medic, your mum, your dad, your encyclopedia, everything. Trust them and rely on them. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. That's a great description. Yeah, we should, st we should we, steal that. We might steal that, that yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I copy and paste that comment? No, I can't. Oh, I nearly blocked the user then. Don't want to oh, do dear, that. Oh, dear, don't do that. How do I, how do, I do that? Just come away Dave. just click yeah away. there we go yeah no yeah that's really really good um you know brian you couldn't have put it better mm, um that's a really good description yeah and for anyone that's going to their altitude for the first time as well and you'll know you'll realize this when you're out there as well the guide is just everything mm. it's like without them you just feel terrified and lost yeah but with them you feel like you could walk into the valley of death you just you're just not worried at all there yeah. isn't a valley of death in Peru, by the way. Good. That's so, good. Yeah, you don't uh, we did walk. have a comment recently, didn't we, from some people who'd just come back from Killy who said that summit night, they wouldn't have got through the summit night without the guides. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was really great to hear. I totally agree as well. The first time, well, the only time I've done Killy was February 2020. And it's more, I find that the summit night on Killy is more of a mental challenge mm. because physically you're just, you're going uphill. We've all been uphills before. Most people that arrive at the summit of Kilimanjaro are sort of at least slightly accustomed to hill walking. Mm. So it's not unfamiliar. What is unfamiliar is the, why do I always miss the, sorry, I got distracted by the comments. See, Andy normally does this. I'm not normally trained on the <laughs> comments. Um, yeah, it, it, it's the fact that you, you know, I've trekked at night before. I've trekked at altitude before mm -hmm. and I've trekked for a long time before, but to do all three of those things at once mm. and it's forever changing. So and lack of sleep as well on that. Summit, yeah. That that's a, night. Well, I was up for nearly 40 hours when yeah. I did it. Um, some people might be able to grab some sleep, but I, I was unable to mm. like, I can't go to sleep just before I summit a mountain and it just go to bed. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not possible. Yeah. But one of the things I loved about it was it's ever changing. You start off in the night, it's cold. And then gradually the altitude gets higher. You're awake longer. Mm. It's still dark. Then you reach the summit and it's sunset. Mm. So coming down, you go down a different way. It's a completely different experience. It's light. The altitude's getting lower. Yeah. But you're still extending the length of time that you're awake. Mm -hmm. So it actually, for me, started to feel harder and harder. Even though I was getting... Oh, you were coming down. Even though I was coming down. Mm. It was in the daylight. It was a lot warmer. In fact, I was like t-shirt weather on the way down. Mm. Um, but I found it much harder than the way up. And I think that was probably the staying awake. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, why I was. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I think in Machu Picchu as well, you probably maybe to not to that extreme, but there will be times there where you just feel like oh, so, so tired. And yeah. that is the altitude, like on the high passes and stuff, you'll start to feel it. But um, what do they say? It's the attitude, not the altitude. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. So, I see. What what's next for you then after Machu Picchu? Uh, well, I mean, let me get that one under my belt first. Yeah, I know. Do <laughs> talking it, about the next one. Yeah, it is almost like though I've been waiting and waiting and waiting because we've all wanted to go on these awesome trips. Yeah, but we've wanted to go for so long. Before lockdown, it was just me, Andy, and Lauren, and then you join the team and almost it's like, right, where you going? Where you going? Where you going? <laughs> and this has been the first time that you've actually been, able, been able to, able go. to go. So I'm really excited for you. I think I'm more excited perhaps now because you get to do all the kit buying. Yeah. The kit buying is going to be fun. The kit buying is going to be fun. Um, But yeah, I think after Machu Picchu, we'll see. Um, But I think I probably would quite fancy the classic EBC. 
I think it's, you know, it's something that if, if I'm working for Evertrek, I'm going to have to do it at some point, aren't I? Yeah. I'm going to have to get over that cold thing. And, you know, hopefully, well, because even on um, Machu Picchu, I think towards the higher altitudes at night, it is going to get still quite, quite cold. Um, so that'll be my little, like, introduction to it. Uh, and then maybe I'll be like, okay, right, I can do EBC. The problem is, is that my other half has already done EBC. Mm. So... Annapurna? Might have to do it without him. Annapurna? Take it back twice. I've done it more than once. I'm going to do it again. No. Damn it. Been there, done that. Yeah, that is true. do it again. But that is interesting, see, because uh, Shona wanted to know what, what you might fancy next. Obviously, can send you to K2 base camp. Right. Um, You're so you obsessed can... with this K2 thing. Only since I found out. <laughs> like, we're... I want to turn it into an ad. <laughs> like, you know, one of those, like, negative Sleep ads? on ice. Where you would guys. be like, why would you want to go to K2 Sleep base camp? On ice. You're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> You're sleeping on ice. You're right in the middle of the mountains. The weather can be like all the reasons I think I would like to go. Sleeping on ice. <laughs> yeah. But no. it's, uh, that's another thing. Tina Barrett, Upper Mustang could be an option. Oof. As you know, there's a really good place in the Upper Mustang where they do, um, I think it's called Gorper or something like that, but they do apples there. Really famous for their apples. All right. Okay. And you can, it's the only time we actually recommend people drink alcohol on a high altitude right, track okay. because you can get this sort of apple wine cider wow. stuff. Wow. The only time I've had apple wine before was in Frankfurt in um, in uh, Hessen in Germany. They do apple wine. It's like still cider. I was just going to say, like, we're we not just talking cider here. Yeah, apple but there's wine, there's some there's plenty of that around here. Yeah, but there's something about it, Fee. Okay. Like you have three or four, and things aren't right. Scrumpy cider. Scrumpy really. cider. Scrumpy yeah. cider. Gosh, everyone's got everyone's got suggestions of what I should do, which is great. I'm definitely just going to get Match Peachy done first, and then I'll look at some of these suggestions. Yeah, see, Shona's the same as me. She loves a, a kit shop in Spree. Yeah. Um, I just want to, I feel like I want to be with you to make sure you do it right, Fee. I don't want you to be like, you those, come with. those boots are 150, but these are 400. You know, you're going to need to get the 400 pound boots. <laughs> and obviously, if you see two pairs of trousers and one of them's 80 pound more, the trekker way is to go for the 80 pound more ones. Well, we'll see about that. No, I, I've, always tried to, I've always tried to say I'm not a gear snob. But maybe I am a little maybe bit. Maybe you are a little bit. Yeah. yeah, you and Andy both. I can't help it, though. But um, it is exciting. I am really, really excited. And um, when it went, well, we haven't actually locked in a date for you yet, have we? But it's just probably, like... yeah, probably September-ish time. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going super soon. Um, I've got a few other trips happening, personal trips, not al not altitude trips um, happening before then. Well, actually, one of them is kind of related. So one of them, I'm going up to Snowdonia to Lamberis to do a navigation course um, for mount that? mountain navigation. Yeah, Did you tell me that? Uh, might not have done. Didn't yeah. have my birthday. Is that with Steve? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Because yeah. I, because generally speaking, when I go out uh, yeah. on the mountains, I just, my navigation is the person I'm with. So <laughs> yeah. um, either Andy or my other half, Tom, or my friend Amy, like they, they do the routes, they, they do everything and I just follow them, um, which I figure isn't maybe the best idea. So I'm going to learn how to do it myself. That's so, amazing. Yeah. You'll love it. It was great. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. I love it. I, that's going to be really fun. It was a really powerful feeling for you, knowing that you can set a map and a compass yeah. together to know where you are. Yeah. It's like a superpower. Yeah. Because you never lost. I reckon, not, I reckon I'll be all right at it. I reckon I'll be okay. Oh, it's great. I used to I used to be able to read a roadmap before we had sat nav. So yeah. I'm no, sure this is I'll great. It's the what, same, right? What I really loved was not, it was, so you've got the map and you can kind of like, if you already know where you are, that's great. But if you get completely lost and you have no idea where you are, there's a way to use the compass and the map to figure that out. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. really great. And you can figure out like roughly where you are. Yeah. And then another thing that you'll get you to do is sort of figure out where you are, find a point on a map, 
and you've got to kind of work out based on the topography how long you think it'll take Ah, and things like that and also then stop when you get there Ah, and it's great so like you get to pick out like little features on the map that you know will be there yeah and then you kind of okay i'm gonna head there and then you look and you're like oh there it is it works (laughs) you know it is oh it's fantastic and also yeah i think i'm really gonna enjoy that so we're doing we're doing that and then a little trip to greece as uh after that uh nice nice uh joel how's it going mate joel um i think it was a jo- yeah it was the joel that sent me the um snowboarding message this is one thing you gotta get used to well is you just flick it out of the screen into uh, your into your messages yeah exactly um, you've had a snowboard delivered this morning haven't you uh yeah yeah i bought one well no one it didn't it didn't get delivered well it attempted to get delivered yeah yeah no he did yeah he sent me some really really um the one thing i will say is that um it can't be done what snowboarding. snowboarding everything you've seen on the olympics is just <laughs> fancy camera trickery <laughs> like you you put your foot in and you think you're okay then you put your other foot in and you immediately start moving backwards <laughs> and there's no real way to stop yourself so apparently this does get easier but um yeah it was it was really fun but you got to try and learn these new things you, you know like like what, what um what one did you get what is he asked what snowboard did I get? What you got, yeah. um it was recommended to me by a friend as a good beginner board it was a salomon site um wide board nothing to me but yeah right salomon on. site wide board yeah snowboarding is cold so therefore it's not something that i'm yeah he, he's telling me you will crack it dave uh, i think he means my spine he means your, your knee <laughs> my knee yeah again yeah. someone asked me about the knee then i think a minute ago but oh yeah my jesus Wartley, I'm going to have to ask a question. The knee, Dave, still a kipper? Yeah, the knee, we don't... Uh, we don't talk about it. We don't talk it's about like it. It's like Bruno, knee. we don't talk about it. <laughs> no, no. I just... I'd rather them just get rid of it, eh? If I'm honest that, with you. That could cause you some problems. Yeah, well, it's going to happen anyway. Yeah, but you've got to push through. It's like it's like trying to fix a tooth that's never going to be quite right, you mm. know? Just whip it out, put a new one in, and I'll just live with it. Metal detectors will be fun. But... um. Yeah, I think um, before we jump onto some questions, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if I should do the announcement, announcement at the moment. It'll be a massive shock to anybody that tunes in regularly. Yeah, so we, everyone is, at least I've got a spare, yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, Paul, the um, what is my bad knee now used to be my good knee. Mm-hmm. And my bad knee is now my good knee. Yeah. It changes it's depending context, on the level. It? Yes, yeah, so it, it, I, yeah I'll, I really regret calling my now good knee my bad knee because yeah. I, I knew nothing <laughs> but um yeah um now trips are running up again and things like that everyone's aware that from time to time that we like to run um you know sort of little little helpful things to get you to helpful base camp you know so recently we're, we're, we're doing the um uh, fiery february um there's still some time left in february to take uh, advantage of that one so if you are looking to go to south america and you want to do the ring of fire or the summits of fire mm-hmm. that's an awesome opportunity for you to jump on and do that so do check that out um but more more importantly we are now announcing the launch of another everest base camp competition Woo! um yeah, so, the, <laughs> so for those of you that are aware we do this from time to time um and we give away two free trips to everest base camp for the winner and a friend um and it's really simple and easy to enter all you need to do is text everest to six can you see i'm reading that six zero triple seven or um you can click on the link that rosie who is just sat over there is going to post she's now poised. she's poised with rosie, a hand you, over the over the mouse no, yeah, do you want to watch this in real she's time it. she's done it you're too late you've missed it you've missed it she's oh done <laughs> she's way behind <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're really lagging. Um, yeah. So, you know, th there's been several winners before. We've sent several people to every space camp and really now the stopgap has been removed and we can just kind of like, yeah. we can run trips all there's the no, time. No barriers anymore. So. Yeah. So we thought, what better way to kind of launch the trip starting again than to have a little comp. Have a little comp. Yeah. And get two people out there. I've entered. Yeah. Andy makes me to test the competition <laughs> entries work. Um, never won. No, I imagine you. We're all excluded, Dave, for legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. But still, I just enter under a fake name. Yeah. And then book holiday at some point and I not tells it... anyone where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but six zero triple seven. Text the word Everest to there. What will happen then is you'll get another text by reply with a little link that you can click and follow. Um, and then also if you share it as well on yeah, social media, follow. I was follow just going to say, share it with your friends and family. The more people that enter, the better, and the more chances people have of winning. So, yeah, yeah get sharing, guys. Joel Palmer, keep trying. Mate, you've got to be in it to win I it, honestly. Be in it to win it, yeah. And um, every single person that I've ever spoke to that's won has always said the same thing, that they never actually expected that they would. No. I've never spoken to someone that said, I had a feeling that I was going to win. They've always, it always comes right, right <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, but honestly, it is my absolute favorite thing that we do. Um, Andy started fun. doing this as a way to kind of, you know, not not just sort of promote Evertrek, but to get people out there. We like the, the single most important thing that we can do for us, for you, is to get people out there into Nepal, get you to base camp, get you to experience what the Himalayas is actually like. Because we're 100% confident that once someone actually goes out there and experiences it, that it'll change their life forever. It changed mm -hmm. mine um and so that's what we're gonna do and we're gonna keep on doing it but yeah that is now 100 live so go ahead and get entering um well i think we'll jump into the questions now shall we okay um, see. yeah so i think there's quite a few in there in comments we can respond to but any questions for fee about her trip if you want to put her on the spot and ask her any questions okay. yeah <laughs> i said that today when i think you found out yesterday that you were coming on we, we discussed it yesterday yeah about half an hour ago i realized i was actually coming on and they weren't joking so yeah <laughs> yeah awesome um yeah suzette teal hey how's it going a bit late that's all right better late than never um so yeah i'm gonna go through the comments and um, let's have a look at what we've got on yeah on here so then. mick hamilton the mick meister um tipping yeah so he has asked when it comes to tipping is it best to tip in the local currency Generally speaking, Mick, you can tip in either the local currency or US dollars. I was going to say dollars are pretty um, much accepted everywhere, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, most people, particularly in Nepal, if you're talking about Island Peak or Morocco, because I know you're doing Tupacal as well, um, dollars are, are, are really acceptable. Everyone understands the value of the dollar. Everyone knows, um, you know, what to do with it, you know, how much it is. So it's a really simple way for you to tip them and them to know what they're getting. Um, yeah, if you use like UK currency or anything, they'll you know, it takes some explaining and also local currency i have tipped someone in the poll with uh, um uh, nepalese rupees mm -hmm. before but you end up with a wad like that much right it's, it's just inconvenient and that's $1, right yeah that's like one dollar <laughs> it's like inconvenient to carry so mick i would honestly just take us dollars mm. um, and easy to get hold of here you know yeah. it's um nice and easy for you to get hold of nice and easy to travel with there's not any restrictions on um taking that currency in and out of countries because some of the currencies you, you can't take in and you can't yeah. take out and all of that so yeah Dollars is nice and straightforward. Yeah. Uh, Joel Palmer's asked, can we uh, tip in Bitcoin? I in mean, Bitcoin, you can, you tip can give me, it a go. You can tip me in Bitcoin <laughs> if you want, Joel. And um, yeah, but I only accept a one coin minimum. Um, there's no maximum. But yeah, you'll have to send me at least one coin. Um, 
Awesome. Um, again, uh, someone's asked, uh, what, Jerome has asked, what type of boots? Well, yeah, my boots are so old, Jerome. I don't even know what they are. I have no idea. I'll have to check them when I get home. I'll, I'll send a picture of them, actually, because they are like proper old school. They look like something I would have said from like about the 1920s. They're not actually that old. But yeah, they're really heavy um really not they haven't you know they were before i think the technology that that gave you really nice lightweight flexible flexible boots so yeah. um definitely looking to buy a new pair absolutely i'll be doing some boot shopping i want to go go to some places try some on you know walk around in them any, get a feel. In, any in mind or and may, maybe some maybe some scarpers maybe yeah no, lovely. yeah <laughs> scarpers are great also yeah really um as you go, uh, so just have a visitor <laughs> Rosie, sorry, Rosie you? will help you in a few seconds. Um, we knew it would happen it's a, it's a real office. It's, it's a, a real office. office. People come in. <laughs> well, they did. They didn't during um during lockdown. We didn't really have this problem, but now that no. yeah, now that lockdown is easing a bit, yeah, people are knocking on our doors and coming yeah. to see us. So, so Rosie's posted that, that you can see this in real time now. Look, Rosie's over there speaking to someone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't show the mess in the office. No, thing. sorry, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, awesome. Um, and then obviously people are, um, so someone just, uh, so Louise Brown has asked an interesting question, which I'd like to delve into a little bit more. Okay. Just come off the phone with your travel nurse. Has anyone ever had issues with their ears oh, at high altitude? So I'm curious what you mean by that. They're getting cold, numb, tingly. Does she maybe mean actually... like, um, like the pressure that you get sometimes, you know, in a plane, you'll get pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she means that, that you might get your ears kind of almost blocked with that's, that pressure. That's a good point. Yeah. Hearing loss or something mm. like that could be caused by that. Um, honestly, I don't think I've ever had any problems with my ears at high altitude other than getting cold. Um, you definitely get like I've had ear pops before, mm, yeah, you know, where you're yawning and you pop you and things like that. Because, um, it is like being on a plane when you're up there. Because I bought a packet of crisps and they're like little miniature bombs. Oh, and it was they're the, so yeah, expanded, yeah. yeah. So, I had a packet of crisps in my bag, and I remember like I sat down against a rock and it was like I felt like a, a low boom. <laughs> and when I opened it up, there was um, uh, crisp dust. Yeah, crisp dust everywhere. Um, but yeah, nice. Louise, let us know exactly what you were thinking um, in terms of like pro what problems you were expecting with your ears. It's, and it's what definitely the... not a common no. feedback that we've had from customers. You know, so you know people talk about when they've been on trips and and and, and things that they've experienced, but I haven't heard that from our customers that they've had issues with their ears particularly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interested yeah. to know. One thing I did notice was. Um, on one trip, like your hands kind of swelled, you get like fat fingers, oh, okay. but that can happen. I've had it, um, like in Brecon, yeah, you do get sausagey fingers. Mm -hmm. I think having poles makes a difference. But at one time, I remember I was in Namshi and um, I was just waiting outside and I saw these two girls like looking at their hands and wondering what had gone wrong. And I remember thinking, like, I, I know the answer to that, but they didn't speak English, so oh. I, couldn't, I couldn't tell them. But, okay. then, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but I think, I think, yeah, does anyone else get like sausage finger hands when you're trekking at altitude? Um, yeah, let me know. Um, and let's have a quick look. So, uh, people are really keen to find out about Is boots. This, well, I think I've answered that question. <laughs> exactly. Be We've had about five questions on boots. Um, Tom Massetto has asked, How about I feel, you? I feel Rose? like they just want me to say something. I feel there's a certain certain something they're, they're after me saying. Yeah, yeah. So, Mona again has said she wore no rings or into oh, sausage that's good, fingers that's on her. That's a good shout, things. actually. Yeah. Yeah, it does, it does, it does make a big difference. Mm. Um, yeah, so Louise Brown said, oh, thank you. Her daughter, who she's trekking with, had um, some issues with pressure. Pressure, yeah, pressure in the ears. Yeah, potentially that could... I, I mean, I'm, trying to th I'm not entirely sure what the fix would be for it. I guess you just have to give yourself time to adjust and all the things you would normally do on a plane, yeah, so bring so, some sweets. Yeah, I was just going to say maybe like a boiled sweet. Um, yeah. You know, you can kind of do that trick of holding your nose and, and 
kind of trying to pop your ears, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Lots of people talking about it as well. Um, like the edema, uh, like Mark Van Rossum says, yeah, it's edema, so it's just fluid in the hands. Mm. But yeah, Shona gets it every time she hikes in the UK. Oh, that's really interesting. I've, I've mainly had it in Algy, but I've, I've definitely had it in... Um, in Brecon as well. So mm. I was thinking, so it can't just be altitude related, but maybe it's made worse by altitude. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is an interesting little thing. Lots of things change when you go to altitude. You feel a bit different and a bit funny. Yeah. Absolutely. You're going to experience this. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. The best I've noticed is when you first get to altitude, you don't necessarily feel it like right away. Mm. But I don't know about you, but when I go upstairs, I tend to do a little jaunt you know like a little run up the stairs right yeah, yeah. and Two i did time yeah and i did this at namshi and when i got to the top i got to the top of the stairs and i had stars in my eyes <laughs> i was, I was like, <gasps> You're like yeah, <laughs> you maybe, know. maybe don't do that yeah <laughs> and in um on the last trip that i went on actually no it wasn't it was in april 2019 and i was in gorek shep and i was in the uh in the eating on the bottom floor and then someone said dave dave can you come and have a chat with one of the guys right he was on the top floor so right I had to walk to the top had a chat with him realized i left something downstairs walked back down to get it walked back up and then before i walked in the room i had to regain my composure wow so i walked in looking cool like i could just run up and down stairs at gorek chef but in actual fact i was outside his room for me yeah, like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah so Deep breathing yeah um so let's have a quick uh yeah tom Massetto was asked tom. how about euros um do you know what? I don't think euros would be like a major issue. Um, I think dollars are, pr are more widely known mm -hmm. and understood as a currency. So everyone pretty much in all the trips that we go to will know the value of a dollar mm -hmm. um, when they won't necessarily know the value of what a euro is. Um, I'm thinking particularly in sort of Asia and things like that. They may not be aware. Yeah. Um, so I think dollars are probably going to be your first choice if you want to. I'll be honest with you, they're not going to refuse any offering of tips in whatever cur currency you have, yeah. but you can make your life easier and their life easier um, simply by using dollars. Um, yeah, makes it so much easier. Um, I keep going to say Rosie Long has asked a question because her name has popped up. What, no. what level of sleeping bag would we recommend for EBC? Do you have a sleeping bag yet for your uh i don't know i need to buy everything honestly i need to buy absolutely everything so jealous so yeah no i think yeah yeah pretty much everything yeah. i was gonna say you can um obviously take advantage <laughs> of a free sleeping bag yeah. for, e for evc um if you want to have one of our free sleeping bags that's that's no problem it just saves you um on the weight carrying that sleeping bag out um on the trip and you can always get a sleeping bag liner so that you can just pop that inside the sleeping bag so you feel like it's your sleeping bag kind of thing. You don't have to worry too much about it. If you do want to buy your own, what what would you say? Sort of three season, yeah, four uh, season? Yeah, so mine is, I think, a three to four season mm. sleeping bag. So the one that I use is the Rab Ascent 700. Mm -hmm. I think they do a 900 fill. Um, but the 700 I, I found is absolutely fine for sort of EBC, Kilimanjaro, that type of thing. Yeah. If I was going and sleeping on a high peak like Mera, Island Peak, Aconcagua, I would definitely, definitely get a heavier one um, with more fill. I think, yeah, have a look at a three to four season. Yeah. Um, mountain equipment, do good ones for a good value. Rab, do good ones for a good value. Um, I recently did see a couple of mountain equipment ones on Cotswold Outdoor that were discounted, so make sure you check it out. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you can, there's a, a website called Sports Pursuit that you can often get really good deals on and things like that. It depends that. as well, I suppose, you know, how much you're going to use it um, on other trips, how much you're going to use it in the UK. 
um, and how kind of hot or cold you run. So you can kind of tailor it to, yeah. the, to the individual. You know, if you if you know that you're going to be doing um, lots of really cold trips in the UK and you're going to be up in the mountains and you know then you might want to you might want to look at the the yeah you know the the, the higher rated ones um, if you're never going to use it again um which of course you will because you'll get the bug for for doing this kind of thing and you'll be coming yeah. on another trip with evertrek but yeah you know you can you can make that decision yeah exactly um see andrew scott there mentioning down every down, time yeah. with him yeah my mine is a down sleeping bag i'll be honest with you i am starting to think more about the synthetic, synthetic. Mm. um just so i don't have to you know peel a duck every time i want to <laughs> stay warm i, I it, like i like the idea i, I imagine you're going to be trying to go synthetic where you can because of your veganism i'm not a vegan <laughs> <laughs> no I, i'm a vegetarian but dave really enjoys pretending that i'm a vegan yeah it's quite funny like if i ever <laughs> see feet and cheese or an egg i'll be like feet <laughs> but no yeah i am trying out more and more of the synthetic stuff but what i am finding is that it is coming along really really well but for the really really colder climates mm. like if you're summit in aconcagra and stuff like that i think the best stuff that keeps you the warmest um is down at the moment yeah. Um, and not to say that there aren't some really, you know, top quality sort of synthetics out there. Yeah, I think but, there is some really yeah. good stuff. Um, it is like the top quality synthetic stuff can be a little bit expensive. So if you're going to be going with brands like Patagonia mm -hmm. or Columbia and stuff, you will pay for it. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you get the best you can afford. Start there. Um, and then, you know, you can try and try and get more and more there. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, Joel sent me a picture. Um Oh, wow. of when finger. I suffered extreme, extreme sausage, sausage finger. finger. Do you in my inbox? Now, it might be. Let's have a look. Uh, that's the wrong inbox, is it? No, it's not come through yet. Not come through yet, but we'll have a look at we'll it. Have a look. You might have Facebooked me, perhaps. I don't know. Oh, by the way, if anyone ever does send me a Facebook message, I really do apologize. I generally don't check my messenger. Um, so, yeah, email me. It's much, much easier to get a response. Um, Suzette uh, has uh, done one now, which is about vaccines. Yeah, so... Uh, in reference to vaccines, are positive teeters enough for verification of that vaccine? might be a typo. Yeah, mainly asking for the MMR, as I had that as a child, also the HEP AB, just restarted the shots, and the last one will be given very close to the travel date. Can I just upload partial verification, and will that be good enough going to Killy in September? So I'll be honest with you, we it, there are certain things that we recommend and that are like, you know, highly recommended, but no one will actually check your vaccination status. Quite often, if you are arriving from mainland Africa or certain countries in Africa, they will ask you for a yellow fever certificate. But in terms of stuff like Hep A, Hep B, MMR and things like that, um, every time I've gone to Tanzania, they've never checked that level. Um, you can get um, a little card from Nomad Travel Clinic that sort of writes down when and where you've been vaccinated. So I do have one somewhere, but I've never brought it with me and I've never had to prove it and I've mm. never been asked. Um, if you're referring also to the COVID vaccination, um, there are, I mean, Tanzania doesn't check, um, doesn't need a verification, but other countries do. Um, and, you, you know, everyone, um, I'm assuming you're aware of that, but yeah, you can download that um, COVID travel pass um, for foreign travel, which will basically just give you a little QR code and some details about when you've been vaccinated. But mm -hmm. there's nothing, uh, there's no checks on any other vaccinations or anything like that. That doesn't mean we don't recommend you get them. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of the vaccination advice that we give is 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 for you. So for you to feel comfortable that you're covered and that you're not going to pick anything nasty up when you're when you're traveling. Um, it's less about you know the country them, themselves being concerned 
Uh, oh, hello. <laughs> That's a very odd picture that Joel has sent. Do you know what I thought that was for a second there? <laughs> I honestly thought that was a really, really bad case of frostbite. Um, a frostbite. Yeah, that's what I thought that was. Um, you should be able to, yeah, copy and, and you should be yeah, able to you, copy and paste yeah, that you, image you, you in you to do, share that. You do your answer there. So, uh, yeah, so in terms of the vaccinations, you know, it's it's absolutely up to the individual, but, you know, have a look at the recommendations and do have a think um, about what vaccinations you, you would, you know, you would want to get. They are recommendations, a lot of them, um, but it's to keep you safe and to make sure you don't pick anything nasty up that you're then going to have to live with the consequences of. Um, so, yeah. This is uh, going to be a very enjoyable picture. Going yeah, so the, the, this is um, Joel, the master of bands himself. Um, do you know what I'm doing? Andy's used to this, and I'm not. I'm pretty sure I can show it. I don't know it. what you're doing. So there's a there's a serious <laughs> case of sausage finger. Um, yeah, so that's what happens when you get too lols. much. Yeah, lols, mega lols. Yeah, there we are. I just wanted to 100% make sure that I could hide. That was, <laughs> that, I was I'm impressed with that. I that, would have just like copied and put honestly, it into the comments. There's but, yeah. loads of stuff I can do. Look at this um that's that's great dave that's worked so well isn't it? <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna just stop talking maybe maybe stop doing yeah that. yeah let's go back to the chat to the there chat. you are joel thank you very much for that mate that's awesome um so suzette teal i've had yellow fever when i went to saudi and kuwait i saw the list thank you so you had yellow fever as the... in had yellow fever vaccination i imagine yeah I'm at, i hope so anyway that suzette, was... i hope you had you mean you've already had the vaccination but maybe you mean you've had yellow fever i hope not yeah um right let's find out about that suzette let us know whether you had the vaccination or yellow fever um so helen um as that's an interesting one as well um you suffered on kilimanjaro with exhaustion and altitude sickness and was stretched it down from stella pont oh that's so close as well mm. um do you think i would be okay for an ebc trip or stay clear for a different challenge um helen i absolutely think you'd be fine for an ebc trip I think there's um, Kilimanjaro is really, really tough. Um, it's something that people underestimate quite a lot because they've seen celebrities do it on the TV mm -hmm. and they think that it's and something that anybody can go and do. Um, and I think if you probably made a couple of changes, usually you don't end up at that point sort of overnight. Um, the exhaustion is down to sort of dehydration. Lack of sleep is a big one. Losing your appetite. Um, and there are certain things that you can do in terms of... Um, you know, taking Diamox would make a huge difference. Um, but I've talked about this a few times, Helen. So one of the things I'll say is, so I went to Everest Base Camp in 2017 with my father, um, who was, I think, 59 at the time, um, and he didn't make Base Camp. So he got to Lobouchet just before Base Camp and then turned back. Pretty much exactly what you've said. Exhaustion, exhaustion and altitude sickness was what turned him around. He came back um, in 2019 with me and made Base Camp and it was night and day different. Mm. Um, and all he did was put in a couple of little differences, like making sure he was drinking enough, making sure he was eating enough. He took he uh, took Diamox, um, and it was absolutely that. So yeah, hundred percent you can do EBC. Don't give up on your high altitude aspirations, and you'll hundred percent make it. And also, it's worth remembering that just because you've experienced altitude sickness once, it's no indicator that you'll that you'll experience it again. So um, so you might you might not have the same reaction second time round, and 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 vice versa. So you could have gone to altitude once and and been absolutely fine, and then the second time you go to altitude, you you experience some altitude sickness. It doesn't really. It doesn't really have a pattern, so it can hit you any time. So it's just about being 
aware of those symptoms, um, flagging it up early, um, not trying to push through, not trying to be a hero, but flagging it up to your guide saying, look, I'm not feeling quite right. And then you can make those small changes to adjust it and make sure that you've got the best um, chance of of succeeding. But yeah, absolutely, I would say you know, if you, if EBC is something that you want to do, then yeah, get, get, yeah. well, enter the competition. You yeah. might, you might win a free trip. Exactly. And, um, and don't forget, you've got to stell a point that's above Huge five and a half thousand meters. Yeah. That's higher than base camp by quite a bit. So if you were going to base camp, you'd have made it, mm. you know, and it's easier. Um, base camp is summit night is harder than any one day on Everest base camp trip. Overall, collectively, they're probably about the same. Um, but summit night on Killy is something that's like it stands alone. But you made it to Stella Point. Like you don't have a problem with altitude. You seriously did get to like a really high point. Um, and this certificate here that I've got, it actually has a point on there where it tells you whether you've been to Killy or Stella Point. So you got to five thousand seven hundred and fifty-six meters. Five thousand seven hundred and fifty-six meters. That's amazing. amazing. Um, we've got another question actually, which is quite interesting to answer from John from Brecon. Um, so he's asked, "What experience would he need to go to Machu Picchu? Um, you need to be as experienced as me." Yeah, I was going to say, well, hopefully none. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm planning on. So I, I do quite a lot of sort of um, hiking and, and walking and trekking in the UK anyway. Um, but I'm planning on upping that um, in, yeah. in the kind of run up to my trip. So I'm planning on getting out more in the UK. Hopefully the weather is starting to brighten up a little bit now um, from the from the miserable rain that we've been experiencing recently. So just doing more of that and getting into the gym, doing um, a, a bit of work on my kind of cardio fitness. Um getting that kind of um so i'm comfortable with being a, a bit more out of breath you know um when, when you do running and things and you, you you're struggling to, to 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 get the air in a little bit that's quite a good um way of getting used to altitude i think because you get you get used to that feeling of of, of not being able to breathe so well um so i'm planning on doing that a bit of weight training um building up the old leg muscles um the old stepper in the in the uh in the gym as well so yeah all of that kind of stuff is what i'm planning on doing um and hopefully that'll that'll get me through yeah i mean that if, if you did all of those things you would be really well prepared i think for, mm. for machu picchu i've only got to do them once right that's it just once just once go on the stepper once, once on the stepper on the treadmill exactly yeah once pick up a weight yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly cool. pick up I'm, a weight and carry it with you forever <laughs> you know but uh i think yeah you don't have to be like Machu Picchu probably sits, we talked uh, previously um, on another live with Andy about the difficulties of our trips. Mm. How difficult are they really? Yeah, yeah. And we almost put them on a little bit of a scale with things like Aconcagra at the extreme end mm-hmm. um, and other things like our training weekends and um, more introductory trips to high altitude. It sits somewhere between introductory and EBC, which is probably in the middle. Um, you know, you still go to high altitude, you're going to go over 4,000 meters. It is a tough trip. But you're not doing anything technical. It is just hiking. You're not spending a really long time at extreme altitude. Mm-hmm. So it is a really gentle acclimatization. Kili isn't. Kili is quite a, an extreme fast acclimatization where Machu Picchu is more gentle. Um, and it is tough. And actually getting to Machu Picchu up the steps is, is, is a challenge particularly those steps at the end I've heard are really good you're gonna love those steps oh, I, lo- I love a step yeah, yeah I love a step. love a step but um yeah you certainly don't need to be um you know an everyday uh, you can be an everyday person you don't have to be a superhero mm-hmm. I mean we recommend you do the training if you don't do the training you can still get there but it's just that little bit harder mm-hmm. um yeah 
hopefully that's kind of answered that for you. Jane. That's um yeah, that's a really nice comment from um Robert there as well about the um British Heart Foundation tra training plans. So um, I hadn't hadn't heard of those, haven't seen those, but I'll definitely take a look at those, Robert. That sounds great. Um, it's nice to have a sort of actual plan to follow, isn't it? Rather than just um, yeah. some random ideas, which is where I am at the moment. So yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, and hopefully the British Heart Foundation, they'll be good plans as well. I would have said they'd know what they're talking good, about, wouldn't good, you? Good cardio. Yeah. Good yeah, cardio absolutely. plans. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's lots of other comments as well about people, um, about that, you know, if you've been to altitude before and you don't have a great time, does that, you know, exclude you from ever going back again? Um, but I think, yeah, it doesn't if you have altitude sickness some it's not usually related just to one thing it's accumulation of things that happen over time that then render you sort of safer to go back um and there's someone watched a doc you watched a video of a guy on ebc mm. who nearly died the first time he tried ebc second time no issues at all wow that's awesome amazing uh, that he went back yeah amazing that he went. Yeah. Sure, can you send me a link to that as well i'd be interested to watch that yeah, one myself that would be really useful. and find out um a little bit more about that. I think we may have missed a question. Um, if we just go back there we go. Serious question. Ah, right. From Mona. How dare I miss it? What are the conditions like? Um so serious question. I'm in early stage liver failure. You don't do things by half, do you, Mona? Um, <laughs> it's being reversed. The uh insurance company for October has cost me a small fortune. If you had to be hospitalized in Nepal, what are the conditions like? Pretty good. Um, the Nepalese hospitals are actually pretty damn good. Um, you know, you see, you hear a lot of like horror stories and things like that about um, hospitals, but actually the doctors in Kathmandu, the Nepalese doctors are really, really well trained. Um, they're sort of trained to, you know, what we would consider our standards. Mm -hmm. So the level of care that you'd get in both is pretty, really good. Every person that I know has actually had to spend time in the hospital in Kathmandu, um, had nothing but praise for them in terms of the level of care, the quality of care. And things like that um i think with those type of things i would perhaps um like i said definitely you've got the insurance but one key thing of the insurance i would um consider is the sort of repatriation cover so if they did have to put you on a plane and send you back home to get treatment generally speaking that's quite an expensive thing to do because they have to get like a plane that's equipped to look after you as you go um so yeah double most policies i think do have it but it, mm. it definitely is worth checking um stuff like that um yeah. awesome um let's have a quick look i think that's pretty much it now i think we've pretty much caught up with everything um i didn't know i would go quick i know it's by. so quick but honestly um yeah so i'm really excited dude i think what we should do for you is we should follow your preparation get you in every now and fees, again fees, um trip preparation yeah fees trip preparation that's almost a tongue twister yeah, yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, i think absolutely. we should do i think we should do when i buy my first pair of pants yeah i'll when, uh, bring them in yeah when you've got your first pair of Murano <laughs> wool pants um we should say marina when you've got your first set of mandel batons <laughs> when you've got um was that seamless yeah no one would have known no one they? but that was absolutely no one, yeah. beautiful yeah i think we should yeah, do that we should get beautiful. you back in from time to time and like catch up with you about how it's going yeah, what training is going Definitely. and yeah so if you're going towards the end of the year We'll get you in just towards that. What training have you done for you? None. None, none yet. None. none. What boots have you got? None. Don't have any. No. <laughs> so, the week before I go, what have you bought? Nothing. Yeah. And um, yeah, that'd be awesome. But um, yeah, guys, I think that's pretty much it from us. You're all happy with the bingos. Everyone's got bingo. Um, again, remember, 
Everest to 60777. Um, please, please, please enter the competition because it really makes my day to be able to send um, two people, the winner and a friend, to Everest Base Camp for absolutely free. Yeah. Um, it's an amazing experience. Again, thanks for tuning in and uh, normal service will resume. I was going to say, you'll have, you'll have Andy back next week, guys, so you won't have to put up with me. I don't know if so. we will. Oh, is he not back? Oh, no, he's not, is he? No, I don't know if we oh, will. Oh, gosh, but well, it won't be me next week. It'll be, it will, it'll be some... Should we drag else. Rosie in? Yeah, we need to get Rosie in, don't Yeah, we? because Rosie <laughs> Rosie wants to come on to the live, but she doesn't want to do the whole she's, thing. She's desperate to come on. She's, we, had to, um, we had to, you know, we had to fight her off today, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but when I say, well, you have to stay for the whole day, for the whole live, she's like, oh, no. So what well, I'm, we'll do a 24 hour like live telephone yeah, the day that Rosie's a on, live right? Live-a-thon, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> awesome, guys. Take care, have a good one, and I'll uh, see you next Thanks, Tuesday. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being so kind. Bye. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mount Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> 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 thanks mate thanks now if, uh, if you've enjoyed it don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast um, you know all these uh, podcasts we put together the episodes trying to reach as many people as possible and if it's helped you leave us a lovely review um, and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye <laughs>